0: From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.
1: Good morning from WIA Vice President Lee Moyle of 3 gk This weekend is quite special in the calendar of the WIA as it's when we have our annual general meeting. Many people have been involved planning and coordinating for the virtual meeting via Zoom again as permitted by ASIC due to COVID restrictions still in place. Also is a live streaming via YouTube and other social media platforms. The WA Board welcomes the reappointment of Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, and Peter Klee, VK8ZZ, and New Director Peter Schrader, VK4EA, to the team. G'day, this is Peter Schrader, VK4EA. Also
2: KQ4PS. I was first licensed in 2000 as VK4 TGV, taking up 9 b one ps shortly after I moved to Singapore for work. My initial interests were in HF and APRS and now active on microwaves and ATV. Past President and now Member of Red and Districts Radio Club, Treasurer of the Brisbane VHF Group, Member of the SCQ ATV Group and Vice President of Oz Travel Safety Net, Victor Mike Delta 750. I've had many technical and managerial roles based in VK and overseas. So what are some of my goals? I want to know what stops people joining or renewing the WA membership. The Institute needs strength and numbers to make a real difference. A larger, more engaged membership gives us amateurs a voice. The WA needs to get better with communications, and to me, using social media effectively makes sense. I'd like to ensure that the Institute maintains dialogue with the ACMA, the AMC and, it may bold, other representative organisations. I have a number of other ideas. There's just not enough time to go through them here. Cheers for now. This has been Peter, BK4EA, for the WIA
1: National News. Peter's skill set, which includes IT and strategic planning, will be a welcomed addition to the WIA board for the following year. The next edition of Amina Radio magazine will be on the press in the coming days. Pub.com are doing a great job with some interesting technical articles this issue, along with the usual club news, DX and contesting reports. Do you have a flair for writing an article for AR magazine? Maybe you have a great project or experience you would like to share. Then write it up, include some pictures and submit it to the WIA office via email. We have technical editors that can polish up the article if it needs uh, to be ready for publishing. Pub.com is always seeking material to include in AR magazine. News from Dr Jack Hangtamkom, HS1FVL, RAST President in Thailand, regarding the IARU Region 3 Conference 2021. The Radio Amateur Society of Thailand, RAST, are holding the IARU Region 3 Conference 2021 in Thailand on September 2023 of this year. Realising that our world has been shaken by COVID-19 so much since 2020, The pandemic has forced us into a world only made possible through technology. This year's conference is being run under the exceptional circumstances. They are planning for the conference nearly three years ago. The expectation was to run this in Bangkok, Thailand. While RAST regret that the COVID-19 pandemic prevented them from holding the conference in Bangkok, they are excited about the opportunities of holding an innovative virtual conference. As a conference host, REST are going to be hosting a digital conference with a wide range of remote speakers and conversation. This conference will bring us together at what is a very difficult time. Rasta, looking forward to welcoming you to the first ever virtual conference of the IARU Region 3. That's it for me. Seven threes from Lee, VK3GK.
3: Thanks, Lee, and thanks and welcome to our new director, Peter, VK4EA. Medal of the Order of Australia in the General Division. Has also been awarded to VK3SY Barry Abley for services to his community of Geelong. Last week, Ian VK3JS reported here how a life member of the Amateur Radio Old Timers Club of Australia, Bill Roper VK3BR, had received the OAM. Now the RAOTC scores another. In Barry VK3SY... His citation is impressive, serving the Geelong community in many fields, from church, RSL, the National Servicemen's Association of Australia, and Geelong Amateur Radio Club. Congratulations, Barry, and thanks, Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey, immediate past president, for pointing us to the honours list again. Ah, the woodpecker. The woodpecker is now a cultural heritage site. From the 70s until the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, the Soviets' over-the-horizon radar woodpecker caused severe interference in the amateur radio bands. An article on Vice says the Ukraine has declared that the enormous Duga-1 radar array is a protective cultural monument. Over 700 metres long... Almost 150 metres high, the steel beams of the radar tower tower over the surrounding forest. From a distance, it appears to be a massive wall or the start of a cage. The Association of Chernobyl Tour Operators first announced that Ukraine had made Duga-1 a protective heritage site on its Facebook page. Interfax, a Russian news service, later reported the official designation. When Duga-1 came online sometime in the mid-1970s, we radio operators around the world noticed a strange signal coming from the forests of Ukraine. The system was so powerful, it disrupted some frequencies with an irritating thumping noise. Amateur radio operators dubbed the signal source the Russian woodpecker because of the repeated tapping noise it pumped into ham radios. And that's all, folks. (laughs) Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Bob the Builder, yes we can. Or can we? Should we as owners of a product be able to repair what we have bought? Or does the manufacturer retain that right? The Australian Government commissioned the Productivity Commission, its independent research agency, to look at what can be done to address growing concern that products are becoming harder to repair, leading to higher costs, greater inconvenience for consumers and growing waste. A right to repair is the ability of product users to have their products repaired at a competitive price using a repairer of their choice. Realising this aspiration in a practical way involves a range of policies, including consumer and competitive law, intellectual property protections, product design and labelling standards, plus environmental and resource management. The Productivity Commission, dare we say the PC, is calling for further information and feedback from the community, this to inform its final report, which will be delivered to government in October 2021. More on this story can be found in criticalcoms.com.au.
0: This is the Wireless Institute of
4: Australia and VK1WIA. Well, there has been a big win for Australian radio amateurs. Great news to the Australian Amateur Radio Cohort after the WAA's affirmative call to action has resulted in a two by one callsign announcement after delays in the implementation of the two by one call signs for a substantial period of time, around eighteen months. The WAA has received advice from the ACMA that it is intending to release a new bulletin concerning the AMC implementation plans for the issue of this class of callsign in the very near future. Whilst the WIA has not been privy to the specific AMC implementation details, it is believed they differ materially from the approach that has been originally proposed. This appears to be a direct result of the WIA offering to help with the implementation after lengthy delays. The WIA was able to show within days that a system could be up and going and working, an amazing effort by the WIA IT team. While the AMC did not take up the WA offer, the WA still extends its other services when needed to the AMC to help with the cause of Australian amateur radio as it does appear they are struggling with the intricacies of the administration of the AR system. It is the charter of the WIA to represent all Australian radiometers and we intend to uphold those high standards set by our predecessors. The WA congratulates the team working on the call, the 2 by 1 call sign program implementation. This has been Trent, VK4TS. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with
0: the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7. Now, international news with Jason,
5: VK2LAW. Hello. This segment of WIA News is with thanks to IARU, RSGB, RAC, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, NZART, EHAM, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. We commence this week's news in Region 1, Mauritius. Mauritius' first satellite, the Satellite Imagery and Radio Telecommunications Satellite 1, otherwise known as Mearsat 1, has deployed from the International Space Station's Japanese Experiment Module. Online publication, Space in Africa say a team of researchers at the Mauritius Research and Innovation Council built MIRSAT-1. The local amateur radio society also supported it in collaboration with experts from AAC Clyde Space UK. JAXA awarded Mauritius the opportunity to build and deploy a 1U cube satellite through the ISS. The primary objective of the MIRSAT-1 is to acquire satellite technology through the design process design review, assembly, integration and testing. In parallel, the MRIC has set up a ground station located at its premises in Ebene. Ebene is a designated cyber city, a high-tech suburb south of the capital city, which will serve to control and operate the MIRSAT-1. This ground station will also allow the receipt of data and telemetry from other satellites. The ground station possesses a flat sat module, a replica that will enable engineers to simulate all required manoeuvres before sending commands to the CubeSat. The flatSat module is a key tool for the Mauritian engineers to design future CubeSats after the MIRSAT-1. MIRSAT-1 is now available to amateur radio hobbyists when the satellite is not in use for other purposes. News from Region 2, shine a little light. ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio in the USA and MAG Instrument, the US manufacturer of the Maglite flashlight, have announced they've formed a partnership based on common interests in equipping people to be prepared for emergencies and to serve their communities in extreme situations such as natural disasters. Amateur radio operators help people in times of difficulty, often supporting emergency communications when critical infrastructure is damaged, and by aiding first responders need to keep connected, said Anthony Maglicka, founder, owner and CEO of Mag Instrument Incorporated. We manufacture a product that has been used in public safety for over 40 years, and we're very supportive of the incredible dedication of amateur radio operators. So, culturally, this is a great alliance for both brands. AWRL said they're delighted that Maglite recognizes the service and skill of AWRL members. This partnership will help the AWRL introduce amateur radio to more people, they said. News from Region 3. In China, blasting off from the Gobi Desert, three Chinese astronauts have floated into the country's new Tiangong Space Station becoming the first people to board China's outpost in orbit after a successful launch from a military base in the Gobi Desert to start a three-month mission. The three astronauts will spend the next three months testing systems on board the station, three times longer than any previous Chinese human spaceflight mission. In total, China has now launched 12 astronauts into orbit on seven crewed Shenzhou missions since 2003. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, Operational News
6: with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello. These past few weeks or so, I've brought you details where to find all the information you need to enter what's called the Fox Mike Hotel Challenge. Now, to try to increase participation in the FMH Portable Operation Challenge 2021... Parallel regional or local group competitions based on evidence and supposition in the final results of the POC are being encouraged by Ed, DD5LP. Thanks Felix. Those who would like to do
2: this for their group or region should send an email to regionalcontestlist, one word, at gmail.com to be added to the list of groups coordinating these local overlay competitions. The regional organizer's call sign and geographic area or group of people to be covered should be in the email. No separate rules or scoring is required. The regional organiser takes the complete result list after the POC finishes and extracts the data out for those competing in their group or region to identify their local winners. Full details of the Portable Operations Challenge can be found at foxmikehotel.com slash challenge. 73, this is Ed, DD5LP.
6: Winter VHF-UHF Field Day this weekend, June 26-27. And also in Australia is Peel Amateur Radio Group's June Slow CW Contest. IAA UHF Hall Championship, July 10-11. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 17. 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW and RETI or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day contest will be August 14, 15. Alara contest combined for an NCW run over 24 hours, starting on Saturday, 28th of August at 0, 0600 hours UTC, finishing Sunday, 29th of August at 0559 5, hours UTC. DX window. Never give up the ship. Last week here on the News You Can Trust, from bk one wia Jason bk 2 low brought us all news of the Bibi Island cancellation. Well, now the Daily DX reports that the 3Y0J j de team is still hoping to have a go at the island in 2023. The de team had planned the travel to Vivillon via the RV Braveheart, owned by Nigel Jolly, K6NRJ. Since the cancellation of 3Y0J, we have been working closely with Nigel Jolly to form a new plan with a new owner of Braveheart and a revised payment plan that enables Nigel Jolly to continue managing Braveheart and will keep it available for D expeditions for years to come, said the announcement from D expedition co-leader Paul Ewing, N6PSC. We are working out the details of this plan and hope to have some very positive news very soon. We have not given up. Members of the Royal Imani Amateur Radio Society will be on air as A43MI from Masirah Island, Oman, between July 22 and 27. They will also use call sign A44M during the RSGB IOTA contest July 24 and 25. UEFA European Championship TM21 Euro is kicking goals until July 11. Activities taking place during around the 16th 2020. UEFA European Championship, which is being held now until July 11. Alaska. A team of operators from the North Pole Contest Group will activate W1AW-KL7 from Alaska between July 9 and 13. Wiji. KL0R, station manager of the North Pole Contest Group, reports that they are currently planning to have four station locations in Alaska, including KL7RA in Kenai, KL-2R in Fairbanks, Stroke 2 Rivers, KL-7AA in Anchorage, and one more station, most likely in Oma. Simple activity will be on the various HF bands and modes as possible, plus eME including activity in the HF Championship July 10-11 as the HQ station, QSL via W1AW, LOTW or Club Log. Navajo Code Talker Special Event Look for Special Event Station N7C to be active between August 10th and 14th with the 17th Annual Special Event Station celebration of the Navajo Code Talkers, normally from Window Rock, Arizona. However, because of the continued closure of the Navajo Nation due to the COVID-19 outbreak, N7C will be on the air from several home stations, including Herb, N7HG, whose father was a Code Talker. The Slovenian Amateur Radio Union will celebrate the country's 30 years of independence by issuing a special award eligible to amateur radio enthusiasts all over the world. For this event, until December 31, the Slovenian Amateur Radio stations can add the number 30 into the suffix. For example, S50ZZ will be S5030ZZ, S57XXX will be S5730XXX, etc., in order to obtain the award here in VK, and in fact all foreign, to civilian amateur radio stations must have at least 30 contacts with S5 stations, out of which 10 or more must have the special 30 suffix. The easy part though is any band mode counts for the award. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia. This is the Wireless
0: Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7. Now, special interest group news with Cole vk VK3GTV. Hello. First up, it's Worldwide Special
7: Interest Group's ATV. What to expect during the rising years of Solar Cycle 25? From a Potomac Valley Radio Club online meeting... Frank, W3LPL, gives a fascinating review of propagation modes, metrics and characteristics, as well as what to expect while we're on the upswing years of Solar Cycle 25. The presentation is available to view at the link we like in this week's text edition of WIA National News, where you can also find a link to directly view a PDF file of Frank's slide presentation. Speaking of presentations, Don't forget you can watch each week's WIA National News, produced by Bevan, VK5BD, at tinyurl.com slash WIA-news-videos, or simply search YouTube for VK5BD. Don't forget to click subscribe and be notified when new videos are uploaded. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females and Radio. Where are the women in STEM? Do you have a young lady in the family who's looking for ways to get involved in the world of science? Well, when it comes to science influences, Emily Calandrelli is a household name for a new generation of space enthusiasts. If you have kids, you may know her from Emily's Wonder Lab on Netflix, which has brought DIY science experiments into viewers' homes. She's also the long-running host of Exploration Outer Space, a speaker and the author of the Ada Lace children's book series. While Emily's communications style is fun and accessible, she has a rigorous science and engineering background underpinning her work, with two master's degrees from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Check out Emily's website, thespacegal.com, for some great ideas on how to engage your youngster in the adventures of space. Speaking of space news... It's Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier, Mars, to offer an award for receiving CubeSat telemetry. Mars, not the planet, but the Mauritius Amateur Radio Society, is offering an award to commemorate the deployment of the MIRSAT-1 CubeSat from the ISS. The award is open to all participating radio amateurs and shortwave listeners worldwide, and will be issued to those decoding MiaSat one telemetry and forwarding it to satnogs. Fly the SpaceX ISS Docking Simulator. Now arriving at docking port number one. Think you have all the right stuff? The SpaceX ISS Docking Simulator lets you try your hand at safely docking your Dragon space capsule to the ISS. In fact, they say it's the exact same interface that astronauts use on the job. Be sure to check the instruction tab for a quick overview of how the controls work. Sounds like fun. Checkmate. Game over. Chess CubeSats will not carry amateur radio payloads. It was announced in January that two Chess CubeSats set for launch in 2022 would carry amateur radio linear transponders. The project sponsors announced this month, however, that neither Chess Satellite would include an amateur radio payload. Chess Project Management, citing funding constraints, had to move the project towards a purely scientific program using a commercial CubeSat platform, which has less space for the planned ham radio transponders. Chess Project Management also will not use frequencies allocated to the amateur satellite service, but will use Earth Exploration and Experimental UHF and X-band frequencies. The ham community, which assured the funding of the transponder, is very disappointed by this decision, but must accept it the project team said in a news release. Such projects always carry risks of one partner changing its mind, which is what happened here. Back on Earth, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Maritime. Not having to travel too far from our home port for this one, the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania for their July presentation night is all about the Tasmanian Maritime Radio Network. On July 14th, Barry McCann, OAM, will be holding a presentation on the Maritime Network that now covers all of VK7. It also will include a tour of the operations room and the museum. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, YOTA. YOTA Contest, Sunday, July 18. IARU Region 1 reports, over 700 logs were received within the deadline for the first contest and are currently being counted to provide the final results as soon as possible. Meanwhile, claimed results can be looked at on the Yota Contest website. Further, they are very happy to have received over 100 Yota logs where operators have to be under 25 years old. The next or second session will be taking place in about three or four weeks on Sunday the 18th of July between 1000 and 2159 UTC. And that's the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news. I'll have more next week. Hope you can join me then. I'm Cole, VK3GTV.
1: The rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. The back motors of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from. Oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky, and it, it's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen, the smoke and the flames now, and
3: the is rising to the ground, not quite to the mooring mass, of oh, the
8: humanity, and all the... With Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. To Akin to the Kennedy shootings and September 11, that piece of audio has gone down in history. Now, a new documentary available at the link we liked in this week's edition of WIA National News, has CQDX editor Bob Schenck, n oo at the centre of a new Hindenburg documentary, delving into the crash of the Hindenburg, May 6, 1937. n N2OO's uncle Harold Schenck shot film of the disaster from a different angle, One of the most famous air disasters in history was the crash of the Hindenburg airship as it prepared to land in Lakehurst, New Jersey. WLS Chicago radio reporter Herbert Morrison was on the scene recording the landing when the ship burst into flames and crashed to the ground, leading to his famous quote, Oh, the humanity, and he said it with such feeling in his voice. The source of the spark that ignited the hydrogen gas that carried the Hindenburg has not been determined in the nearly 85 years that have passed since that disaster. This is where enters CQDX editor Bob Schink, N200, and airship expert Dan Grossman. It seems that back in 1937, Bob's mum and his uncle were at Lakehurst to watch the Hindenburg's arrival, and Uncle Harold was filming the landing. He was in a different spot from all the newsreel cameramen and had a different perspective of the ship as it approached. According to N200, his uncle offered to share the film with investigators at the time, but no one was interested. Skip ahead 75 years, and Dan Grossman was very interested. Now, Bob and Uncle Harold's film are the centrepieces of a PBS Nova documentary, Hindenburg, The New Evidence. The program aired in the United States last month, but is available online at the link we like. There's enough science and technology involved to keep most hams interested. Oh, and the uh, secret word is capacitor. And that's all for now. Looking forward to our next historical meeting, this is John Knox, VK4FJRK. This is vk one wia All points of contacts
7: from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au.
3: Well, there we be, the very first broadcast for the new WIA year. We'll see you all again next week. I'm Graham VK4, Bob the Builder, VK4BB. Walk softly.
0: From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.